and gentlemen, we now present George Edwards in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. When did she first begin to show signs of this lameness? Uh, well, you see, Doctor, her hip was injured. She was in the hospital for ages, and when she came out, she had to walk on crutches. It wasn't for a good while afterwards that we began to notice that one leg seemed shorter than the other. Poor little Tess. It's not fair, is it? Never mind. We'll fix you up again. One day you'll be able to run round just like all the other children. Oh, will she really, sir? Oh, I think so. But it'll take time and Tess will have to uh, have a lot of patience. Oh, she won't be any trouble to you, Doctor. She's not the least bit of bother. No, I'm sure she's not. Now, just you wait there a minute and I'll call Dr. Lanyon in to let him have a look at this leg of yours and see what he thinks. Uh, here, Can you spare me a minute? Yes, coming. Uh, Tess, would you like to go to the country for a while and... Get really well and strong before we start fixing this old leg of yours up. The country? Oh, do you really mean it, sir? Of course I do. There's a place I know of where quite a lot of people go to get cured. It's the most beautiful place you can imagine. Big trees, gardens full of flowers, fresh cream and milk, and all the sunshine you could wish for. Ah, it sounds like heaven, sir. Well, it's not as far away as that. You'll just have to take a train, and in a few hours you'll be getting out at a little station... And then you'll find someone waiting to meet you, and you'll get into a little dog cart drawn by a fat horse called King. The groom might even let you hold the reins for a while as you drive along. Would he? I wouldn't be surprised. And, uh, by the by, you'll come to the big gates leading to the park, and after you've gone through, you'll see a fallow deer grazing on the grass, and all sorts of birds and little rabbits. Oh, mister, this ain't true. It's, it's just a fairy story you're telling me, isn't it? No, little Tess, it's true. As true as I'm going to make you well again if it takes me years to do so. Oh, here's Dr. Lanyon now. Sorry to keep you waiting. That's quite all right. Uh, come here and meet Tessie and her mother. Tessie had an accident. It's made her a little lame. Uh, now, Tess, walk across the room, will you, dear? Let Dr. Lanyon see the way you walk. Hmm. Contraction of the femur. What happened? Did you have a fall? Uh, no, sir. I it was the way she was knocked about. Knocked about? What do you mean? A man knocked her down in the street and beat her and, and trampled on her. They say it was that Edward Hyde who'd done the murder a while ago. Edward Hyde? How do you know? Some of the neighbours seen him. And they say the description's just the same. Small and ugly and sort of deformed. You couldn't mistake him. Edward Hyde? Are we never to be free from this devil's work? Well, at least we can do what we can to set it right. We'll start with Tess, and then I'm going to try and find the other people who's been injured and do what I can for them. From what I can hear of him, we'll have a task beyond the power of one man. If one man can do the evil, surely another can undo it. At least let me try. Henry, um, don't you think we ought to call it a day? It's close on five o'clock, you know. Is it? I had no idea it was so late. I've just got one or two more cases to attend to, and then I'll be through. Don't overdo things. I won't. Uh, what are you doing tonight? Care to come and have dinner with me? I, uh, 
I won't tonight, if, if you don't mind. I'm... Uh, <laughs> well, I'm taking Nancy out, as a matter of fact. Nancy? Well, that's a good idea. I think it is, too. So you found something to reward you for all the hard work you put it down here while I've been sick. Mm, she's a nice girl, isn't she? Nice? She's one of the nicest I've ever met. That's what I thought, right from the first time I met her. Well, I'll be hanged. And here have I been thinking you've been so self-sacrificing, coming down here <laughs> day after day with never a murmur, and all the while this is what you've been up to. Well, if you will have such a pretty intelligent girl working in your dispensary... Asking for complications, <laughs> isn't it? Well, I'm delighted. Go to it, old boy. I didn't think you had so much good sense. She won't hear of giving up her work here, so you'll have to take me into permanent partnership. Are you serious? Will you really come down here and work amongst these people? If you'll have me. Have you? Oh, I should say I would. I, I've had to turn hundreds away in the past because I couldn't attend to them. We'll do marvels down here together. It's a go, then. From now on, we double our practice... And double our responsibilities. <laughs> That's all you'll get out of it. There's no reward besides the satisfaction of having helped someone. The rest is hard work and a lot of worry. Oh, you're forgetting Nancy. Oh, yes, so I was. <laughs> well, I can see her waiting for you out there. Off you go. Give her my love, will you? I say, um, isn't that asking just a little bit too much? With that romantic-looking head of snow-white hair, you're irresistible, you know. Clear out or I'll throw this dish of disinfectant over you. <laughs> all right. Isn't it time you were going home, Doctor? Oh, hello, nurse. I didn't see you there. I was wondering where you'd got to. I was doing the last of the sterilizing. But we haven't finished for the day. What about that man and woman I noticed in the waiting room? Oh, neither of them was urgent. I told them to come back in the morning. You did, eh? And who are you, Nurse Peters, to go giving instructions in this clinic? If you can't tell when you've had enough, it's time someone else started to give orders. We've only just got you back again after nearly three months' illness. It's not going to happen a second time. Oh, it won't. <sighs> I promise you that. You know, if you insist on working 12 and 14 hours a day like you did before, it will. Don't look so severe. Anyhow, you've been neglecting me. What about my afternoon tea? Neglecting you? Didn't I have it ready at 4 o'clock and no one to drink it? 4 o'clock? What was I doing then? You got a call to go to Mrs. Prentice and off you went. Just got there in time, too. Why these women will leave everything to the last minute, I can't understand. What was it? Boy, weighed nearly eight pounds. How do they do it on the rotten food they eat? You might call in and see if she's all right if you're passing on your way home. And she'll be all right. It's her fifth, isn't it? I've lost count. <laughs> she will have two in another few years. Well, what about tea? You want it now? Of course. <laughs> Don't you think I deserve it? If you got what you deserved, it would be more than a cup of tea, Doctor. Anyway, we'll start with that. Now, how about strawberry jam? Any left? I put it all away. Not a single jar has been touched since you've been ill. Suppose I had never come back. Would you have buried it with me? Oh, dear. But it's quite a good idea. The Chinese do, you know, to provide for the spirit world. But perhaps I wouldn't have gone to the place where food seems very important. I wish you wouldn't talk that way. Why? Oh, come on, Pete. I haven't seen you smile for hours. What's the matter with you? Aren't you glad to see me back again? I don't know why you tease me so. You know I'm glad. And just how glad. All right. I'm sorry. Well, take me into your little office and brew me some tea. And I'll sit in the old chair and let you fuss around me. Just as though I'd never been away. 
And just as though you won't be getting up and leaving in a little while and going off to your friends and your big house, and I'll be going in the other direction, to my bare little room and a solitary meal on the end of a table. Pete, why do you do it? Do what? Stick to that sort of life. You could have something so much better. What, for example? How about that chap who went to Canada? You still hear from him, don't you? I do. Well? Why don't I go out and marry him, you mean? Didn't I make that clear to you a long while ago? Oh, but that's just madness, Pete. I know it is. But what am I going to do? Would it be fair to marry him when I feel the way I do about you? You'll forget about me. Do you think so? <laughs> it's funny, isn't it, the way we're talking? You know, women aren't supposed to say these things to men. Oh? Why not? Oh, it isn't maidenly. I'm supposed to pine away in silence and end up with a hacking cough and, and a bunch of lilies on my chest. Oh, 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 I say. Oh, not you. You'll end up with a double chin and half a dozen children. Oh, how can you laugh at me? I know I'm plain and I know I'm scrawny and, and not the kind of woman you'd look at. But you needn't think I can't feel deeply for all that. Oh, Pete. Pete, my dear... I wasn't laughing at you. Can't you take a joke? It's just that I can't imagine you ever pining away. And it's just that you can't imagine me as anything but Peter's, the nurse. A mass of starched uniforms and smelling of antiseptic soap. If I had the clothes and background and all the rest of the things that Margaret Utterson has, I'd be just as good as her. I shouldn't have said that. Don't, don't take any notice of me, Henry. Please forgive me. It's all right, Pete. I'm not cross. It, it's just that it seems so unfair. She has everything. I haven't got a thing. I haven't even got any pride. Oh, Pete. What makes you say that? I throw myself at you. Tell you just exactly how I feel. <laughs> I don't blame you if you despise me. Despise you? I'd never do that. I know the thing you give me is too precious and too good ever to be despised. It means a great deal to me, Pete, dear. Even, well, even though I do nothing about it. Well, there's a kettle boiling. I'll make the tea and then we'll get back to normal. You know, there's nothing like a cup of tea to restore one's sense of values. And there's nothing like a talk with you to restore mine. These half hours at the end of a hard day mean a lot to me, you know. Do they? Yes. Do they really? If I could only feel that I was necessary to you. You know, the one thing a woman can't stand up to is to feel that the man she loves can get on just as well without her. It sort of kills her deep inside. Then you needn't ever die that way, Pete. I don't think I could get on very well without you. And I'm going to need you a whole lot more in a little while. Now, pour me out that tea, and then I'll take you home. Mm -hmm. 